Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty. All right. My rock smashes your scissors. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Well, it's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Hope you're having a great Thursday. What if you were just like, I hope your day sucks. That'd be rude. Right? Yeah. Don't come after, Don't come here for that. I mean, I'd expect a, that from you, Danny. Yeah. Not, not, not on Cardigan <laughs> Thursday. There's How a, dare you? There's a few people that I, I would say that to. You know? <laughs> I could think of a handful. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them out there that, that you sit there and you go, yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't forget those names. It's like the F you, F you, you're cool, yeah. F you, I'm out of here. Yeah, some of you PTC moms, I'm looking right at you. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Wait, did <laughs> you just do the parent-teacher club? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have some stories for beep, another day. Beep, beep. <laughs> We're back in that yeah. truck right on up. Uh, does on. Jeff Rust have Karen beef? It's just, it's like, it's like, it's the mean girls. It's literally like Mean Girls. They 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 have their their click. They don't like anybody coming in and taking over things, and they're just they're they're bees. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when the Alpha Betas held the Greek Council <laughs> at, at Adams College, and the Trilams had to come in, and they had to ruffle some feathers there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you need do you need us your your trilam brothers to oh, come in there into the PTC with you and I, intimidate some Karen? I tried to infiltrate the PTC a couple of years ago. I gave it an effort for a year and I was like, you know, I thought I could go in there and make a change, but no, it was it was too much for for just me to handle. You couldn't handle Stan Gable, could uh, you? No, it was too much. Jeez. And I thought I knew you snot. <laughs> you know the problem was you were missing your cardigan. That's right. That's right, yeah. That's right. Power move. That's right. All right, uh is the fan text line. Um, We have a a coaching hire in the NFL. Look at that now. We got a bunch, actually. Or at least two. Well, a head coaching hire. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Carolina Panthers have hired their first quarterback in franchise history, Frank Reich, to be the head coach. Um, Frank Reich, he of fired Indianapolis Colts fame Mm. this past year. Um, he gets another shot with an organization that he is very close and familiar with. 
I was reading up on him that uh, one, his daughter works in marketing for the Panthers. Okay. <laughs> seems it seems like he had an inside track on that one. Yeah. Um, and he still has a home in Charlotte. Like, that's where home base is for him. So not only was he a former, well, the first quarterback, he was there before Kerry Collins. He started the first three games of the year, and then they benched him for their first number one overall pick, Kerry Collins. Um, so not only was he the first ever quarterback, he's that's where he is called home. And so it seems kind of like a no-brainer, especially after... I don't know exactly how to feel about Frank Reich's head coaching tenure because what do you do with a guy that stepped into that Colts job and his second year on the job, Andrew Luck retires out of nowhere and literally every single year since then, they have had a new starting quarterback heading in. It went Luck, hmm. Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and then this year, Matt Ryan and Moving forward, they don't they don't have a quarterback for the future there. They're not gonna trust Sam Ellinger, are they? Uh Ooh, in God, Indy. No. So, like, what do you do with assessing a a coach where he he didn't when you don't have a quarterback or a plan at quarterback, you really can't evaluate the head coach, especially an offensive minded head coach like Frank Reich. People that I trust who really cover the league over the last couple of years, have told me that Frank Reich is one of the better coaches in the league, offensively. I don't know what to think about that, considering what the Colts have been and all of the changes at the quarterback position. Well, it's been a... Look, they went... He has two 10-win seasons. He went 10-6 and six his first year there in 2018. And then uh, you have the luck-stepping down year where they went 7-9. and nine. Then they rebound, and it appeared that they had one of the best offensive lines in all of football. Um, went 11-5. and five. Then you go 9-8, and eight, and this year he gets fired at 3-5-1. At and one. The GM, they're drafting. There's a, there's some... As, as we said, it's uh, cheeky and fun, but it's dysfunctional in Indianapolis right now. And that makes it so much harder. But here's the hard part with him heading into Carolina is you can be a great coach and you can get your guys close. Like 500 might win that division, <laughs> especially next year. Mm. But uh, if you go, if you don't have a quarterback or a plan to get one, where are you? I mean, in, in Frank Reich, if he is a good enough coach to get you 500, but that puts you kind of in that Blazers area of, of, of football purgatory. You and go, now you don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore. Yeah. What what do the Panthers have left? Brian Burns? Uh, yes. Well, they're not that bad in the skill positions. Um, I'm talking like the top, top end of the team. Oh, their best players? The yeah. cupboard is pretty bare. That's, that's what I mean. The cupboard is, is pretty bare. You got DJ Moore. Uh, you got DJ Moore, <laughs> DJ Moore, and Brian Burns, huh? Those are probably your two best players. Well, without a question, they're yeah. two best players. Uh, Jack Thompson, uh, Xavier Woods can be good at times. So this is a team that is—they are not a they're coach away. Us. So what you're trying to do here is you're trying to establish a level of culture and competency. Do you think? Do you think he's that kind of coach? Because I do. I don't know about how he does schematically because of how awful things have been. 
mm-hmm. with consistency in Indy the last couple of years. But on the other stuff, the professionalism, the getting things in order, the accountability, I think historically he's looked at as being good in that realm. Mm-hmm. Even though the chaos that ensued this year in Indy that led to him being dismissed and a TV analyst replacing him. Yeah. And Jeff Saturday, if you're wondering, still is in the hunt. Still in the running. Oh, Derek Brown's not bad, defensive lineman. (laughs) I'm just looking at their roster. I'm like, like, hey, he's not terrible. Um, uh, Jeff Saturday, still in contention for that uh, Indianapolis job. The apparently he is Jim Irsay's favorite to get that job. Well, like I said, there's a lot of shenanigans yeah, as, as it pertains to to Jim Irsay. Some of them are cheeky and fun. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know how applicable it is to football. Yeah. Well, then you have uh, today they're going to interview Broncos defensive coordinator uh, Ijiro Evero, and then it feels like he's gotten a, an interview. Everywhere he's super, he's super, super bright sought, and, and sought after. Um, and he, he also is a minority candidate. Which a, mm. a you got he him D'Amico Ryan's um, also getting head coaching interviews left and right. And this D'Amico Ryan's apparently is a front runner to get the Broncos job because the, things have fallen apart with Sean Payton because Sean Payton. Really wants to work with Russell Wilson. He feels like it would be really good. But he said that there are people in the ownership group which he would butt heads with, apparently. That is a report coming out of Denver right now. So the Broncos are cooling on Sean Payton. Sean Payton is cooling on Denver. And so that looks like that may be gone. So D'Amico Ryans may be the guy in um, in Denver. But Evero is also uh, a, a candidate for not just the Colts job, but uh, the Texans' job as well, where it, it uh, I guess it's D'Amico Ryan's Mike Kafka, who is uh, the New York Giants quarterbacks coach OC, and then Shane Steichen, the Eagles' offensive coordinator, who worked with Justin Herbert, Herbert's rookie year, and now is the OC with the Eagles mm-hmm. in, in Philly. But um, back to Indy, They've got Evero today. Dan Quinn is interviewing tomorrow mm-hmm. for that gig. And, God, there's uh, so many defensive guys interviewing in well, this cycle. This weekend, they got Raheem Morris. They got Raheem Morris, another defensive guy who that they, they are going to be interviewing this weekend. It's, the it's very interesting when you look at who's remaining of the head coaches. Arizona, which they're interviewing Sean Payton today. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, they had Dan Quinn. Uh-huh. And then this weekend, they have Brian Flores. Brian, it, Flor- Brian Flores suing the league. Is Still getting head, head coaching, coaching jobs. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it seem a little bit weird for a team like Arizona to have Dan Quinn on one side, Sean Payton on the other? Yeah. You, what do you not know what you want? Because you cannot stylistically get further apart. Uh, you want the 2017 NFC South is what you want, it appears. <laughs> you want a little little, little, little bit of both. Little, yeah, yeah, you want the 2017. Little, little Guy Fieri, a little NFC bit of South. bam! Little boom. Um, yeah, that is that it's is super bizarre. weird, right? Like, typically you see a pattern, but look at the teams that are remaining in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Which one of these coaches is the defensive mastermind? Well, uh, Nick Sirianni would be a master of none. Uh, he's he's a generalist, a, 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 an eclectic man. Yeah, he's, but he's an offensive guy. Uh-huh. 
Um, you look on the other side of the NFC playoffs, and Kyle Shanahan is definitely offense. Offense, right. Andy Reid offense, uh-huh. Zach Taylor offense. Huh. Yeah. Why are there so many defensive guys in this cycle? Because there are a lot of really good defenses, though. There is. I'm, I'm not yeah. against it, but... It, but sometimes like, is this is this zigging when everybody else zags? No, I don't think it's zigging when everybody else zags. It's that you won't have these wunderkinds every year. Certainly, these, these bright minds that pop up every year. So, are you going to reach? or Are you going to take the best guy available? And sometimes the best guy available to lead a team is a defensive guy. You know, and I, I mean, I, I don't. One of the hard parts about hiring a coach is they didn't. The Philly didn't hire. Nick Sirianni because he is this offensive genius either. You know? They hired him because they believe in him as a leader of men. And and you can't Which as a head that. coach seems almost to be more important nowadays. Yes. The only re- like I think where it comes down to offensive or defensive guys if you want the offensive guy to call the plays too. And the hard part is that you're always going to be going through this revolving door of offensive coordinators. If you have, you know, the uh, the bright offensive mind, you know, like you will always have that door will always be rotating. And how do you slow that? How do you slow that door is you hire the play caller. And that's why teams stretch for it. But then you go, all right, how many of those guys exist right now? Mm-hmm. Because if you go and you say, say you say you hire Mike Kafka. Sure. Are you hiring Mike Kafka because of his prowess as a play caller? Because Brian Dayball has been calling plays, right? Mm -hmm. Like Brian Dayball got the job from Buffalo, and he goes to New York, and they they rejuvenate. You know, it's like Brian Dayball, look what he did with Josh Allen in Buffalo. And now you're going, oh, Mike Kafka was right there with him. So maybe it's Mike Kafka who's doing this. Like, is that the reason why you're doing that? The string that you're pulling on. Yeah. Do you know what's behind that? Like, if you pull that string... Are, is it that, or is it something entirely different? Which and look at Bill Belichick's coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay's been oh. has been good though. Yeah. McVay's has been well. McVay's has been decent. Well, no, I'm, I'm with good. you. I wasn't saying that. I was just Josh McDaniels was in the front of my head. Well, there's so many. There's so many of those guys, and like that is that's the really the hard part about um, making that next hire is also cutting through the BS too because. One thing that McDaniels, I, I think he does a decent enough job at, is separating himself from uh, the Belichickian mannerisms, you know, where he isn't like this jovial, outgoing guy by any stretch, but like Romeo Cornell and, and, and uh, Charlie Weiss and Matt Patricia, they tried to be Bill Belichick just somewhere else. Yes. You can't do that. And that's the thing is... That you, and that's what McDaniels tried to do his first year. Uh, to be fair, he tried to do it his second time, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. I, I, I think to your point, the whole idea of the, the, the leader of men comes out in that because yeah. you kind of stand on your own two feet. Your own, yeah. Your, your, all ten toes are down as opposed to like not knowing who you are. Yeah. In, and sometimes knowing who you are is not being a coach and being a coordinator. Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's like ultimately I think he. That's that's yep. the world he lives in. Yep. And McDaniel's is honestly I think he's not a head coach. I think yeah. uh, Hackett. He's uh, is another guy who ends up taking a, a coordinator job. We'll talk to him about it in a little bit. There's there's knowing who you are. 
and getting the best out of you doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be a head coach or a coordinator. It's just, it's about that fit. And you can, hell, you can be a leader of men as a coordinator. Sure can. Well, I mean, look at D'Amico Ryans too. And this is like Kyle Shanahan's creating quite the tree. If Robert Sala uh, does succeed in New York with the Jets, then you have D'Amico Ryans as well. Both of his defensive coordinators, you know, then you're just, you're, you're whittling away and you're plucking down that tree. Like mm-hmm. where does Shanahan go next to find his next, his next defense coordinator? One thing that Shanahan does a really good job of is offense and defense. The 49ers are basically two separate teams. Yes. They're two completely different teams. D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers defense. Kyle Shanahan's the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers offense. And then, uh, they do it. They can to maximize each other's potentials. Kyle Shanahan just does more interviews. <laughs> I mean, he gets a few more bucks, and uh, yeah. D'Amico Ryans gets to go ahead and uh, play on the dark side. Yeah, so this is where we're at right now. Cardinals like have Sean Payton today to interview. Dan Quinn was yesterday. They got Brian Flores on deck. Uh, the Colts will interview Dan Quinn tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Saturday, apparently, is Jim Irsay's favorite. Uh, Ejiro Evero, the defensive coordinator from Denver, is interviewing today, and Raheem Morris is over the weekend. Broncos are cooling on the idea of having Sean Payton because Sean Payton thinks he's going to butt heads with somebody in ownership group. Uh, and the D'Amico Ryans is the front runner for that Denver job. And the Texans are a mess. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, Mike Kafka, Shane Steichen, apparently uh, all, all getting interviews for that. We do have now just four head coaching vacancies in the NFL as Frank Reich is the new Panthers head coach. Uh, but you mentioned Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, this is quite the play if you want to get Aaron Rodgers. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Nathaniel Hackett, new offensive coordinator for the New York Football Jets, hmm. uh, fired as the Broncos head coach. Prior to being in Denver, he was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay from 2019 to 2021. Before that, uh, he was the Jags OC 2016 to 2018, uh, guiding Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game in 2017, which seems like five billion years ago. I wonder what Blake Bortles is doing these days. Mm. 
That's a stinky level of desperation. You might be the only one wondering what Blake Bortles is doing these days. Blake Bortles doesn't care what Blake Bortles is doing these days. I do. Because, Mm. uh, remember, he once infamously said if he wasn't playing football, he'd be working construction ripping cigs. (laughs) Which is phenomenal. (laughs) I mean... I don't know. We have that drop. I think it's in a teal and on the far right side of our page. <laughs> and it's uh, working construction, ripping cigs. I wish I had a drop board or I'd play it for everybody if out I, there. If you ask me who that, which NFL quarterback that quote came from, yeah. I would not go with Blake Bortles. You know who I would go with? Uh, Gardner Minshew. Close. Jay Cutler. Jay Smoking Jay. The last Cutler. NFL quarterback who actually, I think, Consistently hit the heaters. Yeah. 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 Push Let's the button. Find out. Working construction, ripping six. <laughs> all right. All uh, right. All right. He's all right. So Florida, that man is. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett hires an offensive coordinator. And I saw in one of the articles that came out was that the dysfunction in Denver was not a part of the head coach. Did okay. you see that line? Uh, I kind of believe it. You think it was all based on Russ? No, not all. Most? I did, yeah, I think that it was not all of the head coach. I think that it was part head coach, part Russ, part franchise without true leadership because they were going through an ownership change and you had all of these moving parts and kind of a, a power vacuum was created and nobody like, – like ownership matters in that regard of – having stability at the top because somebody has to look over their shoulder, right? There, there, there wasn't that. I mean, you didn't have that. Mm. I mean, you had this transition from the Bolin family, which has been so stable and really a really well-run franchise and organization under the Bolin family, and they had their warts, they had their hiccups, and it started to unravel as they were fighting over you know, the family's money. But then you have this this changeover to the the Walmart folks bought it, and you're going, okay, sounds like a hostile takeover. When are they? Who are they? And what are you know? What's their leadership style? All of these decisions were made with Hackett and Russ before those guys took over, and so how does that? How does that? power struggle sort itself out and we saw it kind of play out in an off season and then it just rolled right into the to the regular season so i think that hackett for sure he played a big role in that but it wasn't all him and dave bartu college football matrix Mm -hmm. he's been crunching the numbers on nfl too Mm -hmm. nathaniel hackett is the play caller with the worst two-year offensive scoring efficiency below the NFL average over the last two years, minus 34.16%. That is worse than the Houston Texans. Jesus. And that's in Green Bay and in Denver. Huh. So it's Nathaniel Hackett has not been great. and Perhaps that's more Hackett than... Well, let's think of, all right, how did Green, was it really Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay or is it Matt LaFleur and is it Aaron Rodgers in 2021? Well, that's, and, that, and that kind of leads into the next question, which is why do you hire Nathaniel Hackett if that's the case, if, you, if it's not because you think he's friends with Aaron Rodgers? Well, that's the only reason why you, why you hire him is because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers, apparently, and you think that that's going to be the great way to get him. I'm here to tell you, 
Boss? Well, and Sala and Hackett worked together for a couple of years in Jacksonville, too. Yeah. All right, so you got that going for you. But even beyond that, it's just yeah. looking at that, that's just super, super weird. But if you can get Aaron Rodgers, is it worth it? I don't know, but this, this seems like inviting, like if you're in college, like inviting a guy that you know because he's got a hot sister. Wait, something was wrong with doing that in college? I don't think I'm saying there's anything wrong with it. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, I just that, that's what this feels like. Like, yeah, he's got a hot friend. Yeah, well, I mean that's well, but this is the, this is the thing. How uh, many jobs do you think he can turn that into? You you would you would hire you you would hire you would not <laughs> hire careful you would invite careful. to the party uh, the hot chick who has a bunch of friends that are hot chicks too. Mm. You know, fair. And that's what he's doing. You're, you are inviting Nathaniel Hackett, who may not be a hot chick, but he's got a lot of hot friends. So I think maybe that's where you're going is Aaron Rodgers. But is it paying off? No, because you're going to have to trade. Like, and here's the thing: I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wants New York because mm. I I think Aaron has an awareness of the fit in and how much that fit matters. And I don't know if Aaron fits in New York because. That uh, we talked about this earlier in the week. Media market, they it won't be as nice as they were in Green Bay, to where when he gets soft, salty, and he gets bristly, and he tries to pull the relax, they're just going to kick it into even higher gear, <laughs> and they're going to be breathing back down his no, neck even more. No way, the New York media and, w- wouldn't back off. And you know what? When he goes home, he can't go to his you know fifty acres or whatever he has in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin and be by himself. He's going to have a camera, and he's going to have people yelling and shouting at him every single place that he goes, where in Green Bay, like you may have a trip to the grocery store where you're not going to have 50 cameras and 100 autograph seekers in your face. You may have a couple, but that's going to be every day, every move that he makes in New York. The glitterati? It's going to be there, man. I don't think he wants that at this point in his career. So what? where are the places that he could go that, that would fit? Tennessee. Vegas, where you can get lost. Tennessee. You know, Vegas, he can get lost. He can get lost in Vegas because Vegas may be Vegas in the bright lights. It's very easy for you to disappear into a drunken, drug-induced stupor. It's a small community still, though. Mm-hmm. It's not and New you can, York. You can blend in because the big and the famous, they come and they go every day, all day, all the time. And then there's Miami because... Florida's where things go to die. They don't care. No. They don't care. So that that's that's my whole thing with I don't know I don't Which know. Again, why part. why are the Jets going like let and, me hire this subpar coordinator? And if you hired him to develop Zach Wilson who's sitting there talking about how he's going to give the whatever quarterback does come in hell in practice? May I please oh, point you God. to the guy that we started this segment off with Blake Bortles and the development of Blake Bortles. Good lord. <laughs> hey, Jets gonna Jets, y'all. They just right. they just can't get out of their own way. All right, uh, our worst day on the web. Let's go. Ahead, let's have a trial here. Who is in the wrong? Here's Jeff Russ with Sports Center. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby, shoot. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Uh, here I go, here I go, here I go again, girls. What's my weakness? Okay, bitch. 
Just let me go, huh? I love this song. Yeah. All right, um, last night, in a two-point game with a minute and 14 seconds to go between the Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies, in San Francisco, Steph Curry was ejected (laughs) in a nationally televised game by officials um, for throwing his mouthpiece. Oh, was he throwing his mouthpiece at the official? No. Was he throwing a mouthpiece at an opponent? No. Was he throwing a mouthpiece at a fan? At a fan? No. Uh, it did hit a fan though. Land of near. It went in. It, it what? Land of near. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he was throwing it at a scores table. Yeah, and maybe Jordan Poole. <laughs> That's actually where he was throwing it at. <laughs> maybe it was Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole a little too hard, and mm. Steph was not thrilled. And he barked at him, and he threw his mouthpiece mouthpiece yeah. at him. Uh, it hit the court and landed near the courtside seats. The uh, impetus of it was uh, there was a, a design uh, action where Steph was. They're trying to create a look for Steph, and they got a wide open look from Steph Curry. Except and, Jordan's pool said it's Jordan pool time. Yeah, the ball got to Pool's hand. He said, "Nope, thirty four footer, mine, 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 mine." And it, the funny part is, like Steph wanted. Steph wanted the 38-footer, mm-hmm. but... Also, Steph's the greatest shooter of all time, so Steph gets what Steph wants. Yeah, so he threw that bad boy, and the officials, not just one T, they went, Cock, Cock. out, you go. Rang him up immediately. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened to Steph. He um, has been tossed for this before. Uh, he's a dummy. I, there, there's multiple people who are having the worst day on the web here. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is because don't be a dummy. Yes. Number number one. Number two, stop chewing your mouthpiece like a complete a-hole. Mm, there we go. Th- this, that's is where the tri- this. this is where the trial has to happen. Mm-hmm. Does does the jury at 503-250-1080 and us, we are the judges here, mm. do we find in favor of Steph Curry or uh, the official for tossing his ass? I think we're going to end up having multiple uh, rulings to make here mm. because I also believe that the officials are in the wrong. Okay. So we might have to have a civil suit out here on the side? No, because we're going to have one ruling one way or the other. Because the NBA has got to stop throwing stars out of games for being emotional. Yes, yes and no. Here is where, here is where I go, look, Steph, you can't be throwing your mouthpiece because it's, what, the third time he's mm-hmm. been ejected for throwing his mouthpiece? Fool me once, shame on you. Sure. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Shame. George W. Shame. You know. <laughs> right? But do we are, are NFL players tossed for throwing their helmet when they get to the sideline? Uh, No, you get 15 yards, but it's not like a you, you don't get the ejection. If you throw the – well, <laughs> Bosa is a great example of this. Did He, he got his yards. <laughs> but when you get to the sideline – Then you can do it. He the, was in the middle of a game. The ball's going down the floor, and he throws it. And here, here's my other thing that I will side with the official on this is if it, it did it did go to the crowd, okay? Now, near, near. Okay, well, it landed right at the feet. If somebody were to throw something from the crowd to the feet of a player in anger, wouldn't that person be ejected? 
Yes, but you're also explicitly stated that you cannot on the back of your ticket. Well, so are you about throwing your mouthpiece? You're not, though. Your Jeremy Little mouth. It's not? Then- it's not written in the CBA that you cannot throw your mouthpiece. I think. there. I mean, Just, you cannot throw. Sounds your- like an oversight. <laughs> <laughs> So there's nothing in the rule book that says you cannot throw a piece of your equipment while the game is going uh, in I mean, anger? I would I would be shocked if there was anything in the rule book. But what there is in the rule book hmm. is the general oversight of the officials deemed detrimental to the game. I, yeah, okay. I don't know if that was detrimental to the game. But, but that's my point is that in, in a moment like this, I, I don't like I don't like flags. I don't like... Text, I don't like anything like this. Yeah. Across that, sports. I think it's very dumb. Yeah. For officials to get involved. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely do. You're, you're talking about people that's their livelihood. You want them to be competitive and like play within the spirit of the game. No, the spirit of the game disappears when there's millions of dollars on the line. Yeah. Oh. Okay. How about this? Rule number 12 of the official NBA rulebook the deliberate act of throwing the ball or any object at an official. By a player, coach, trainer, or other team is a technical foul. At an official. At an official. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I don't know. I've seen guys throw wristbands, headbands, huh. all sorts of things and yeah. get teed up. And I, I've never been able to find where that's at other than some arbitrary, uh, you know, rule of the game, respect the game nonsense. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm... I think the one thing that the officials are just out of their mind over, it's a two-point game. There's a minute 14 to go. Both these teams hate each other. There was not a... There was not... There's not a violent incident or anything along those lines that's that's a precursor. There wasn't enough time to give a warning. Because Steph hadn't thrown his mouthpiece at any other juncture that game. So it was just quick, boom, you're out. That, that, to me. This is all, it's all very dumb. Yeah. Well, maybe they're as tired of that damn mouth guard as the rest of us. I am. And that's where I say that, that you need to have two rulings here. <laughs> I think the refs are in the right. I think the refs are in the right. Final answer. You, what, what are you saying? Uh, I, I am going to, I'm going to rule in favor of Steph. You're going to rule in favor of Steph? Yes. Even as much as I hate watching him chew on that mouth. Because you want the stars in the game. I do. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of poor Felipe you. showing up to a game and having, not having a star there. I don't, mm. I don't know. I often go to games to watch the refs. Here's, yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I, I am signing up for all the Scott. I want the Scott Foster package. I don't go the to the games to watch that damn mouth guard. I'll tell you this. There are two things in the NBA that make me violently angry that have nothing to do with the game. And they come from two players. One, Steph Curry and his stupid mouthpiece. Number two, Kevin Durant's shimmy at the free throw line. Every time he does that really? shimmy at the free throw line, I want to punch him. Yeah, that's like the Jeff Hornacek waving on it, rubbing on That one face. at least is kind of cute because that's him talking to his family. Yeah, I don't care. It's still dumb, yeah. but there's, there's, there's like this, there's, the, there's some kind of arrogance, like there's levels of arrogance. There's some kind of arrogance in KD's little shimmy and Steph's <laughs> chomping on his mouth guard mm. that irritates me to my very core. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I like displays of arrogance. But there's something about those two very particular ones. Like the Steph shimmy or the Steph like fly or the Jason Terry fly around like an airplane. Like those oh. ones I really like. Yeah, that was funny. Those are fun. But those two things in particular, 
They grind my gears, and I don't know why. All right, your feedback. The jury is out right now. 503-250-1080. I'm going to read the rule book. Danny Dusty on the fan. Read the, lead, read the rule book. Okay. All of it? Yeah, no, I'm well, not. Well, I mean, even... Scott Foster can do it. God. <laughs> I am not even done with rule. You know how many You know how many subsections of the technical fouls? I am in subsection 5 of rule 12. They have A through R. But that's not even it. Mm-hmm. That's not even it. Uh, like, we have... Rule 12, Section 5, Article D, uh, Number 7. What? What are we doing here? See, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. You there's, wonder there's, why it's hard to officiate? There's, there's too much in here. I think officials do a phenomenal job, actually. For the most part. And actually, a lot I, of the new officials in the NBA suck really well, hard. Well, I think officials do a great job because it is so hard to officiate a game in real time with how much they're having to look for. Mm-hmm. And like just this conduct thing, but I did find um, Rule Twelve, Section Five, Article E: uh, Cursing or blaspheming an official shall not be considered the only cause for imposing a technical foul. And now here's Steph mm-hmm. here, running tirades. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a running tirade. Uh, and then it says or continuous criticism, griping. Uh, may be sufficient cause to assess a technical foul. Excessive misconduct shall result in the ejection from the game. So I think that's where we have it there. That's what I'm talking about. It's a gray area of like, I don't like this. I'm going to yell the F-bomb and throw. And by the way, if they were to do this, enforce this every time, literally nobody would play in an NBA game. But that's that's exactly my point. Cursing. During an NBA game, <laughs> not just at an official, cursing in general can be re- can result in a technical. Which foul. is funny because this is why the NBA will never have the league pass audio band where you get the mic on the floor. Because so the oh god, it's so good. The amount of trash talk that's on a floor on a given night is so good. Yeah, it's so good. All right. So I, I found that I, I did have some people who were sitting next to uh, Will Hardy last night who said uh, very intense. As a head coach. Will Hardy. I like Will Hardy. Oh, he man. looks like a, you know, I can see why the Utah folks like him. He looks like a, like a nice Mormon boy, but then you see him like as the game goes on, he gets grumpier and grumpier, and you're like, <laughs> this guy's got an edge to him. He's, I like he's him. a less frosty Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Less frosty? You mean mm-hmm. less murdery looking? Like Quinn Snyder looked like. Less frosty. Who's less? Is less frosty a person? Just, just less frosty. <laughs> oh. Quinn Snyder looks like he's buried somebody in cement. You know, it's actually filling up my timeline right now because uh, Quinn Snyder, to me, he's always looked like the bad guy from T2, from Terminator. Yeah, he does look like... Uh, uh, was it, uh, Robert, fast Robert, running Robert, Robert Patrick? Yeah. yeah, he does kind of... Uh, Will Hardy, um, just talking to folks around the league, Yeah, he's universally like, th- like thought of as like the next... If you're talking about the, the wonder kid in, in the NFL, mm-hmm. he is thought of as, as like the guy in the NBA. The All next right. generation of coach. Well, I like that. Yeah, no, he's he's uh, he his pregame last night. Him and Chauncey were both on fire in the pregame. Okay, um, 
But yeah, that's just the the intensity that that happens on an NBA. I, I wish NBA fans in general got an opportunity not just to hear the profanity, but to be on the floor to hear games and how guys talk, and not just the trash talk, but the communication, and everything. Yeah regularly to get such a better understanding of the game and how, how it's played on a professional level. I do appreciate, I, I feel like uh, Blazer Broadcasting, Jeff Curtin and company, mm-hmm. I feel like they've they've kind of they've taken, turned the them, mics up. They've tra- taken the rim mics up a little mm-hmm. bit. More. You pick you up a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, and they also got, like they, they got really, um, really antsy with the dump button when they had Carmelo Anthony. Well, yeah, they had to. Because F out of here. F out of here. All right, uh, here's your text. Uh, who are you ru- uh, ruling with and siding with? The refs or Steph Curry for his ejection for throwing his mouthpiece? Uh, that seems like a lose-lose scenario because I think most people here don't want to side with either. Yeah, which I think we'll get the truth then. I think we'll get the truth. Uh, first one, totally justifiable ejection. He's been ejected three times in his career each for throwing a mouthpiece. That from Team 1TJ. Uh, another one. Shows what kind of teammate he is, chewing on a mouthpiece. He's gotten an ego problem, and it's a bad example for kids. Okay. Um, they aren't. Listen, I'm going to go full Charles Barkley. They aren't your role models. Yeah, just uh, parents do, do do a better job of that. That video of, like, the third grade team do, running up and oh. down the floor and doing their stuff. It's gross. That's a problem, yeah. man. They do what they see on the yeah, TV. Yeah, Find but, better role models. Well, I mean... But then you have the you, then you have those the yeah, the but, actual stars themselves saying, "Oh man, these kids are do, or they're doing it wrong." Well, yeah. you're the one showing them how to do it, which is funny because Katie- only watch the Blazers and Damian Lillard. I am not saying being an emotionless robot. I am saying save the swagger for eighth grade. <laughs> like third grade's a bit much, man. I, I don't I don't need third graders walking up doing Sam Cassell big ball dance. And that's the problem is that it's really funny. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Watching a kid going like, you know, Major League Two, yeah. you got no marbles. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that. That in here lies the issue. It's really funny, but at the same time, it's like, dude, we got to stop this. Like that, that, that you see it so. That often video is so, so bad is because Man. for those that don't out there, it's a like a third grade AAU team, and after every basket, it is a like thirteen step <laughs> celebration. Yeah, and like, when yo, like you have this kid, one of the kids like is five like ten, literally. A foot and a half taller than everybody else, and he makes a basket and he does the "you're too short." It's too like, little. Yeah, duh. Yeah, you you are too little. These kids are, are like half your size. He's a bro. Polynesian kid who hit his growth spurt. He, he's yeah, already. You like, know he's going to be bigger than every human being, and he comes in contact with his whole life, and he's getting it started ahead of time. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. All right, uh, let's get back to the jury again. I find in favor of the officials on this one. It's okay to be emotional, but keep your effing mouthpiece in your GD mouth. It's gross. Actually, that is it. Is gross. It is gross. That it part is of it. gross. It's not sanitary. Yeah. Listen, man, there's a lot of people walking on the... Steph. Look, they're wiping down those courts all game long, but there's a lot of sweat, and a lot of people are walking on those floors. Mm. Oof. And coming in the Bay Area? Ugh. You... Wait, what is wrong? <laughs> is the Bay Area ground more dirty? Have you ever seen... Oh, <laughs> if you could... there's actually a website you can go to that will tell you all the places it updates, like, every few minutes where the... Um, San Francisco, uh, like safety department, has found human fecal matter or droppings. Bro, walk out our door. I'm just of our yeah, work. Right we, found a, we found okay. a big turd a couple of weeks ago I'm, on our doorstep. No yeah. fewer than three times. Okay. <laughs> Again, 
I am not downplaying this. I'm just saying that there's more of it. All right. Uh, I like that. Um, spitting If spitting on someone's assault, then throwing your nasty mouthpiece is. Oh. So now we're going beyond an ejection. We're going assault, brother. Yeah. That's assault, brother. Yeah. No, Lock see. him up. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. But the the whole idea of equating one to the other Except is very Mrs. dumb. Mister's game against the Blazers because he's in jail for <laughs> throwing his mouthpiece. Um, he assaulted Monty McCutcheon. <laughs> uh, were right, right. Hold it together. That one's simple. Um, Rashid threw his sweaty headband at Arvita Sabonis. That from TJ. I remember that. That was great. He threw his towel. Yeah, it was a towel. That was fantastic. But yeah, like that's the other thing is he threw at his teammate. It's an unsportsmanlike act. You're an adult. Control your emotions or go home. Refs all the way. I see. I love these Mm. freaking keyboard commanders right now. I want to get. I want to get all these people and I want to rile them up and I want to put a bunch of money on the line and a bunch of pride and a bunch of other just. I want to build up some hatred over time and then I want them to be the stoic creatures that they all seem to deem the, 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 the arbiters of success here. Mm. Because I'm willing to bet not a one of them stands up to that measure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. How about you, Dusty? When you when this you when you played college football, were you yeah. a were you a pristine player that, that did nothing good. but followed the rule book? I wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever ref, was, did you ever ref in your conference that knew, I, knew you, you by know, name? In uh, no, in high school, uh, I had a problem controlling my emotions though, mm. when I was good. Mm. <laughs> That's when I had a problem controlling my emotions. I, I, I my, my ninth grade soccer team, my nickname, my coach nicknamed me Predator because I had one get one time going up for Boy. for yeah one time going up for a you know a loose ball and and the guy he kicked me like right in the shit shin and I said GD you son of a b and went and chased after him and had kind of a dirty slide tackle and mm. yeah so I was no pre- way I was a predator. Well, it's better than being like a. Better than like like you know Weinstein being a, kind of predator. I was just saying, know? or you know, like two hundred yards from a schoolyard yeah. predator. Yeah. No, not that That's kind. Right. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> hey, here's one. I passed says, my background check for the PTC. Mm. <laughs> this one says, "I didn't come here for the refs." Yeah. Yes. Well thank you, uh, Danny, with a very Nixon answer. If the star does it, it's not a tech. If the president does it, it's not. It's not a crime. Honestly, even. Even if the, the role player does it, it's not a crime. Mm. Like, I just, uh, no, I hey, care. somebody's in just decide with the refs just to oppose Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Ref, refs are in the right, screw Steph in general, but he should also know at this point, he should also hold himself to a higher standard being such a key face of the NBA. Oh. Yeah, I think that's hard, man. Listen, man, I've seen Dane, who's about as stoic as it gets, yeah. go after Pat Bev. Yeah, but he didn't throw his. He didn't. He, he's didn't, not, he's, he didn't throw him. Well, Dame's not a mouthpiece like, guy. Yeah, he. I thought he wear. He wears one of the tighter fitting. He's not a curry biter. Not, not, not like that. More like yeah. Invisalign. Yeah, wears, and I, like I don't even think he. One. I don't even think he wears that anymore. Oh, okay, good. Now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> well, here's a couple that I just can't read. Uh, <laughs> man, if you you keep saying there's a bunch of money on the line, Steph has 50 million guaranteed every year. Yeah. Yeah, how about this? Keep them in the game for my bets. I don't make fifty million a year. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> but also, again, like you have to know in a game like yeah. this between Memphis and Golden State. Imagine Rasheed Wallace getting tossed with two minutes to go in a game against the Lakers. 
Well, is Tim Donahue refing or not? Mm-hmm, because that's true. If, Have, is there if money so, on the Lakers? Yeah. If so, uh, Sheed will try to find him gone. on the loading dock. At, that may be my favorite part, and it gets so often like glossed over. Rasheed Wallace, it always gets brought up. He he uh, he threatened and offered to fight a referee on the loading dock at, at the then Rose Garden. Rose Garden, yes. What gets forgotten is that referee was Tim Donaghy. Mm-hmm. Sheed was right. <laughs> Further proof: <laughs> screw the refs, give the players the love. I'm seeing with all of these people agreeing with the refs here. It's creepy. I I'm a lot of cops. Here. I think I have a I think I have a money making plan here to make T-shirts that say I'm here for the refs. Mm. <laughs> because we could do that. We could we could make these shirts that say I'm here for the refs. And uh should I get team you know, up. it'll be really good is just show up a game one of these times with like a oversized like Mitchell and Ness throwback ref jersey with Foster forty eight on the back. Mm, yeah. You like that? That's nice. Yeah. Go up there and see if I can hang over the rail and be like, Hey Scott, Scott, can you sign this? Yeah. I've got a that's, uh, gonna, that's a good bit I think that we could do. I have a uh Terry Durham game used mm. signed NBA jersey by Damon Stoudemire, not by Terry himself. <laughs> I don't know I how love, or why. I, I love somebody else's it's stuff a, signed by somebody else. It's a Damon, that is great. A Damon Stoudemire's signature is on Terry Durham NBA referee's number 31 jersey. That's a uh, Randy Jackson signed samurai <laughs> sword. I mean, like, I want all of the j- I Now yeah. I want my goal to be, like, get Sheed and Bonzi, get all of them. To sign that referee <laughs> that one jersey, jersey because those guys love the refs so much. I, and they never got screwed by the refs in a very I, critical time. I, I guarantee she would sign that. <laughs> guarantee it. Uh, Terry's a great dude, too. Um, all right, 503-250-1080. That's a fan text sign. Uh, two hours down, uh, one more to go. Well, less than one now because we went way over here. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.